Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello, and welcome to A Real Creature Feature. I'm Matt Kuklinski. I have a degree in natural science life from Stevens Point, uh, which basically just means I took a lot of science classes, and I have a biology minor. I then went to, and got a certification at MATC for biotechnology, and then I've been working at a hospital laboratory for the last eight years, so I know a lot about but random biology things, but I'm not an expert and never going to claim I am one. Just knowledgeable but random stuff. Do you want me to go next yep. then? Okay. Well, I'm Mike. I graduated from college with a degree in American studies. It's basically a liberal arts degree because I am a weirdo who just did everything and then ran out of money. So I, I have a curiosity to learn what I can about things. I have an active imagination and am a writer, so I ask a lot of dumb questions about things that I want to know more about, regardless of whether or not I'm going to like the answer, Mac. <laughs> okay, Dean. Hello, I am Dean. I also went to college for art and theater. <laughs> yeah, we're... You, went to, you went to college for fart? Ooh. For art. And theater. theater. Oh, put those together and I went for a thart. <laughs> yeah, we're all a bunch of uh, theater geeks, too. We mm -hmm. all were in all the our performances in high school. So, yeah, this time around, I was like, I'm going to actually uh, write stuff down and not go off the cuff as much. So I do have a bunch of stuff and you will be able to tell when I'm reading because it will be stilted and slow because I am a slow reader. But I do want to talk about something that was because uh, I was just randomly looking at some stuff, too. And one of it was about the evolution of snakes. And I just learned this and I thought it was really kind of cool. We don't know where snakes came from. Wait. OK, OK, I'm <laughs> going to stop you right there, son. I don't need to know where the danger noodle came from to know he's a danger. Yeah. No, I mean, like they don't know, like on the evolutionary tree yeah. where the original snake like came, like branched yeah. from. So, like, we know, like, Mesosaur. I guess eventually branched off into where K Komodo dragons. And I was like, what? How does that work? Magic. I've... The Bible. Thank you very much. I guess so. God did it. Uh, they also don't know if snakes first evolved on land or in the ocean. Mm. They do know that they lost uh, all snakes lost their ears. So that's how you know the difference between a snake and a lizard that just doesn't have arms is if they have ears or not. <laughs> now, here's the question. Now, let's talk. Now, can I ask about armless lizards? There are a couple. Uh, I've actually seen a couple. and Or they have, like, really, really small arms. And they're just, like, like elongated like... lizards. It's actually weird. Yeah. I don't. See, I well, don't trust these. Oh, yes. Is Dean? I, I think they came from worms. Worms just mutated and grew scales. <laughs> And finally, and also the tongue, and also a spine. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say this? I'm, it's just I'm going the worms to... we got right now are just lazy. <laughs> they, they they're unwilling to jump the hump like the monkeys. Is that Correct. why we have monkeys? That why we have monkeys? Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. If it turns out that the armless lizards are just like evolved snakes now, they're getting the ears back. I'm going to be real mad. So that's actually I'm going to be real. Yeah, so that's actually really cool. I think I, I did talk about this last episode about evolution is you can get stuff through evolution, but if you lose it, it's harder to get it back. Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and I was like, so I don't think they're ever going to evolve arms again, just because it's like, it would be like us evolving another set of arms, because I'm like, you're working with nothing. Oh, man. Well, now, see, now, challenge accepted. Though, 
to be fair, well, no, no, no. So like Wales, Wales, we they you know every it was it started off as a land animal that was like in the same genus or something of like cows and other ruminants. Uh, which also I just learned this too. Whale also headbutt for dominance. So you're <laughs> okay. So I I know now I now know two things. So the whales are now the actual sea cows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it, they're more distant than cows, but I'm like I I can't remember the actual name of the entire group that they're in. But uh, but if yeah, if you look at their flippers, they look like they came from arms and stuff like that. I knew whales headbutted for dominance. I, I just don't understand why they think that's a good idea. Why do rams think it's a good idea? Well, I don't know. I look, look. I've tried ramming Dean. I've tried headbutting Dean for dominance, and all he does is cry. Well, there, there you go. You showed dominance. Uh, you won. Dean, Dean. I hate to say this. I think we've lost you. I can hear you. I can hear you through. I can hear you through the door. Yeah, I know. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now you're back. Yeah, keep yeah. Keep us going, right. man. I'm gonna keep you on. Yeah. All right. Um oh, uh I was just saying that Rams butt heads because they have horns. It's the whole thing of football players get more concussions now because they have helmets and they ram each other and get concussions. But so I just have this idea though that whales are the um, rebellious teenagers of evolution. We spent all that time getting out of the ocean, and then they are like, you know what? Land sucks. I'm going back in. Now, okay, but I also am going to take another thing out of your uh, discussion of football players. Are you saying that we should give football players horns? No, I'm saying give them their leather helmets back so that they know that they're not supposed to slam into each other. I feel like this is going to be very counterproductive. Yeah. Curly Lambo. It, Curly Lambo didn't die for this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's kind of like uh, saying that long prison um, sentences are going to stop, prevent crimes. It's like, no, they don't. People just are going to do what they do. And you're just going to have more people who die earlier rather than prolonged head injuries. Aww. Uh, also, uh, I guess there was a myth for a long time. A lot of people didn't think rams and, like, musks get concussions. And this lady who's doing the research, like, now found out, it's like, I don't think that's tr true. I'm going to study this. And she was telling this story about this poor musk ox that, uh, like, is in the middle of a field, like, you know, and just stares off because he's had so many concussions. So he just he's like a doddering old man. Uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's basically there's a condition where you can't really because you can't actually see a lot of damage when you do a CAT scan or like this, or at least this particular type of damage. Like you literally can't d see it until an autopsy and you can't even see it after like a certain amount of time because, you know, the brain starts to d decay it, everything. So it's like she needed like fresh rams and fresh everything. So she like would had her feelers out she's like if one of these animals die please send its head which is a weird thing to send over the mail send me send me a ram i need it fresh because frozen is just never as good yeah and uh because you remember in wrestling uh chris benoit yeah yeah so when they did an autopsy his brain was messed up mm. so that's what they think like that's what really kind of caused his psychotic break was yeah. Uh, head injuries and a lot of them because like he's like i said like you can't do a scan of it you have to look at it yeah so it's like, that Ooh. that always blows my mind because it's like everyone's like well wrestling is fake i'm like no it's choreographed yes the hits are real yes i'm looking at that i'm like we were watching we were at the up down a uh, bar down here and yeah. they always have like older wrestling episodes uh specials or episodes playing and yep. yeah we're just watching and i'm like even if you, even if that's the lightest uh, ladder in the world, getting hit with it is still going to hurt. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, 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 yeah. I do in college. You get trained how to hit the ground pretty hard, but and the training is to lessen the blow. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. it makes it not hurt. It sucks, and you can get a concussion. People's just nuts. Yeah, 
Mm. Who was his nuts? And I, I like wrestling. I just don't like the way wrestlers get treated. Oh, yeah. I learned that they also don't have insurance. Oh, yeah. No, it's no. the worst. Yeah. It, it is Mc, the worst. Vince McMahon is a piece of sh- garbage. Yep. Absolutely. He is. He is a garbage human. Yeah. Like so many other people in a in a big entertainment business. Most of them are garbage humans. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you've been making lots of money for 40 years. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like I like how this has really gone off the. <laughs> yeah, this has really gone off the train. It, it, but I feel like that's always going to be the case with us. Oh, but, so, so I'm going to. So, so whales headbutt. Yes. So whales do headbutt. It's weird. Why? Don't know. So do you think so? Can whales be? Can, so I mean, now that we cannot, now that it's easy to autopsy a dead whale. Do you think we'd see concussions in dead whales? I'm going to say if you have a brain. You can have a concussion. Mm. Now, pretty you, good statement. Yeah, you can evolve a natural helmet or something like that in your in your skull to lessen all that, but you're probably still gonna get a concussion no matter what. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's bad. Yeah, uh, concussions bad. Good thing you don't get concussions. Good thing humans don't really do headbutting for dominance. Yeah, when it's not all of us, some of us do. Now, that's why I don't go to bars. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to start on some of the stuff that I wrote down. Uh, okay. So, uh, I if, uh, so luckily, we have a bunch of nerds on the internet that have been looking into how could a dragon breathe fire. Yeah. And so I looked up a bunch of different articles and I was looking at them too because it was, because this is, you know, interesting because it was like, so there is such a thing as the bombardier beetle, which like can naturally, like it, it's it was really kind of cool. Uh, it like mixes hydrogen per. Uh, no, that's fuss. Because I, I also have it written down, so I don't have to try to remember. So this in this article, it was by um, Anne Marie Helmenstein, PhD, and I got it through Thoughtco.com. The science okay. behind flying and breathing fire, dra- fire breathing dragons. Okay. So this one part that I highlighted, it, it was just a. The bombardier beetle, family Carbida, yes, I can't speak Latin or Greek, uh, <laughs> stores hydroquinones. That's not how you pronounce it, but it's hydroquinones, quinones, and hydrogen peroxide in the abdomen, in which which it ejects when threatened. The chemicals mix in the air and undergo an exothermic, so heat releasing, chemical reaction. Essentially, the spray uh, spraying the offender with an irritating boiling hot liquid. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the cool thing about, well, chemistry. It's like you can get things that just you mix together and they will do an exothermal reaction. And but like, you know, you don't want them in you all at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you just blow up. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that would make sense because obviously I, you know. Things get things get real complicated as the heat rises. Uh, this is from another article on sciencenewsforstudents.org. Uh, Nature shows how fire or how dragons might breathe fire by Bethany Brookshire. Uh, um, and uh, this one, like, th- uh, fire has three basic needs: something to ignite the blaze, fuel to keep it burning, and oxygen, which in tr- interacts with the fuel as it burns. The last ingredient is the easiest to find because oxygen makes up 21% of the Earth's atmosphere. So it's like, ooh, that's kind of cool. That, you know, we know how fires start. You can, you know, rub two sticks together to make a fire start, so it's not that difficult. And uh, I've seen plenty of, like, other people like we're talking about. All they have to have is... It was kind of cool because some of these had, like, diagrams. And one of them was mm-hmm. this idea maybe they could have, like, a lizard, and that's where, like, they can yeah. store rocks and, like, sm- like that can actually, like, sm- uh, cause a spark to do that. Ah. And I was like, oh. Oh, get some flint. Yeah. Flint and steel in the gullet. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, just, there was, a, there was actually a really interesting one. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this was some of, one of the things was, um, but some chemicals don't need an initial spark pyrophoric molecules burst in the flames when they instantly contact the air. Mm. So, uh, 
but that one might uh ha you might have to have iridium to do that which is also very rare of an element so it's like eh, that probably isn't a good idea but it would also yeah, it's great yeah it's, it's rare now because all the dragons took it oh it explains everything dun, dun, dun. we have proven dragons <laughs> Huzzah. okay so there okay. this other one take that science um there are other pyrogenic pyrophoric chemicals that dragons might find a little closer to home notes matthew hardens hartings he's a chemist in at the american university of washington dc assume dragons like caves which actually sounds uh, reasonable since you know how many times they always have their hordes somewhere dark um yeah. he begins if you're living among amongst a bunch of rocks you have access to a high amount of iron. Iron can react with another chemical, hydrogen sulfide. This is a flammable gas in that smells um, like rotting eggs, which actually a lot of times does come up when uh, you talk about dragons, the fire and brimstone smell, which yeah. smells like rotting eggs. Um, mm. It is found in crude oil. When hydrogen sulfide and iron gets together, as in a rusty pipe, for example, it results in iron sulfide. Combine it with air, and you've got an explosive mix. Iron sulfide is something the culprit is is sometimes the culprit when a pipe uh, line just blows up, which you know makes perfect sense. I, I will say I've had some experience, at least when it comes to crude oil, because I did spend a I did spend uh, six months in Texas actually working in the Permian Basin in the oil fields. And that, it was pretty crazy. Just everybody worried about something. But there are two things that everybody kind of worried about. It was always when we were working near the piping, because a lot of that ends up when we're getting, because we did flowback where they were getting the water out and out came crude oil with it as well. So always a huge ass stank. Um, and with that came a, also came out, is a gas that gets produced along with the oil, completely scentless, it's invisible, so we always have to wear these detectors. And if it even if that detector goes off, we got to you got to leave the area almost immediately. It's a super duper bad hazard. But the other thing is with some of our equipment because we have to because it all has to be sealed so tightly, if we have to take it apart to fix it, we have to hit it with sledgehammers. And because we have a lot of, like, in some of those areas, some of the oil, crude oil vaporizes around it, we have to also be careful of errant sparks just because if an errant spark goes up, like, part of it is dangerous. Like, it, will, it would go up. It would actually cause an explosion in the area. But we're usually pretty good. And, God, though, that job was easy <laughs> considering the fact, like, it, was so, it could be potentially dangerous. It was probably safer than a lot of the other stuff that could be done. But oh, I have some I have some interesting stories, mostly from other people being dumb as hell. But yeah, so I can understand that I can get that. But with that idea, would there be anything that a dragon could actually produce that would create an essentially a fire? Yeah, that, like that, could it, well, well, that is a that is a good and but there, the guy actually did bring up really or the well, uh, Hardings does bring up an interesting thing in this article that uh, Bethany wrote. Because uh, there's something interesting when you got to think about this. Uh, so chemicals like uh, the phosphines, they're, uh, chemicals like phosphine, therefore aren't per drag. Oh, they're not really good dragon solutions because the boiling point of phosphine is negative 40, no, negative 84 degrees Celsius or negative 120 degrees Fahrenheit. In a room, uh, a dragon's breath uh, temperature, it's, it would be a gas. Yeah. So you'd have to be able to compress it. And I don't know of any natural equivalent like that. Because that's, mm -hmm. that's the main issue. With th so this particular thing, it's like, uh, some of these things would be very difficult to actually naturally produce and also naturally store. So uh, now what you could have is like a very, very small pouch or pocket or something and then but you'd have like a limited bleh, 
yeah. about stuff, which, you know, then it would be only really good for um, self-defense or for small, like if you eat something small and you need it for cooking purposes. Because I can, uh, uh, what was it? Um, Game of Thrones. They're like, there's only two creatures that eat their meat cooked, dragons and humans. Yeah. And also that would it'd be interesting because uh, that could also lead credence to dragons being smarter. Because depending on the lore, some of times they're big dumb animals, and sometimes they're smarter than humans. Yeah. And since we, there might be a correlation with us cooking food and us being smarter because we have easier access to nutrients. Yeah, which would be an interesting idea. Yeah. But I mean, let's be fair though; it's not like it's not like a wolf has the access to thumbs to really cook something. Yeah, yeah, and also they're more niched in their evolution too. Uh, that was actually probably why we evolved the way we did is because we weren't, we're not the um, top predators. Never were. Apex predators. We're not apex yeah. predators. We always were the hunted and the hunters. And then eventually we just became the hunters. Oh, look, we're just, look, we're just that good. Yeah. Uh, I can make the stick sharp. I can make the stick sharper so I can win. Oh, wait. And this one. Okay. Then it keeps going. Uh, a liquid also would help a dragon avoid burning itself. Harding's note, the liquid with its flammable gas would ignite as soon as it hits the air. Speed is key. As long as you are shooting it far enough, the particles don't hit the air until it's far enough away from you. Which is actually, um, we're going to go double back about that in a bit. Because I actually was were, was doing a little bit of research on um, uh, spitting cobras for this purpose. Because I was like, ooh. Because I was watching a bunch of different videos, too, about this. And a lot of the, like, the lamer ones, I, I they, they were, like, the animated ones. Uh, like, the fire was coming, like, literally out of their breath. And I'm like, you're burning your gums and your tongue mm. and everything else. So I was like, that's, that's probably not how it work like practically for anything because ugh, um so now, part of the cobra thing um is that gonna reference how fast a cobra can spit uh no i don't think so it can do it pretty quick and actually it was actually cool because because of some of the uh things i was looking at um they aim for the eyes and there's some interesting like evolution like what when they started spitting or the ones that do spit when they started because it's like at a later date and like that and i was like oh that's interesting and it might have something to do with the emergence of uh primates mm. because it's also only a defense mechanism because <laughs> yeah i was mean, like would... it doesn't really work when you're attack when you're you're not gonna want to shoot venom at a, a bigger prey than you because you can't eat it Especially snakes, yeah, because they don't have gnashing I'll jaws. How fast does that? I can eat anything as big as I want. <laughs> How fast does the liquid have to go to ignite the uh, use for fire purposes? Um, it's if it's like the ones that are dependent on um uh it, contact with the air. It's like basically right when it contacts with the air. So maybe if there's okay. a mechanism of like for the hydrogen sulfide, like uh, I don't know, like you have iron coated teeth or something, and then it mixes when it sprays out, which also would not be a good idea if you think about that one logically, because I'm like, oh, you have iron coated teeth, oh that's cool. Then you're spraying an acid past it that's slowly de de eroding your teeth. How are you gonna eat anything without any teeth? Well, you can ask, you could ask my grandma how she does it. Yeah, she has to eat soft foods or has to have dentures. Yeah. No, I guess, no, yeah, because also, then if you think about it too, what happens when you overcook a steak? It becomes very tough. Mm. So you can't even have like, oh, the that's so, what the fire So what you're help. saying is that dragons just need to learn how to sear their food. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but wait, uh. Now, now, would there, I'm going to ask, I had ask the questions. Which is, would there, makes there's got to be, is there an idea of like, if it's got to be instantaneous, could a, essentially, like with humans, like, could there be a, like, glandular layer that it could, say, like, a layer of its gland that it could shed to send it out? Like, almost in a way of, like, doing a fireball where it could, like, release uh, release the liquid on contact so that when it hits the air, 
it would then explode. See, that's why I was going. Uh, so yeah, we'll jump down and I, because like when I was talking about the spitting cobras, that was the best idea that I could come up with. Was uh, uh, basically in a fire, how they had those two spurs at the end of their mouths that squirted the liquid, and that would be mm-hmm. it. That would be one of the best uh, approaches. Was having what, how many of our chemicals you need, but you have to have it in like mo- more than two components or more than one component. So then it like you know just sprays out and then mixes. Or uh, so this is what I was talking about last time with the wings. I was like the cool thing about evolution is there is no end goal. There is no um, guide. There is no nothing with it. It's all random and everything else. And so it was like with wings, you can have multiple purposes for that rather than just be, oh, I'm going to use them for flight. It's like, oh, wait, you know what I also can do? Use them with spreading air, like mixing, causing something to mix up and like be further oh. away from you. Blow that air a little bit closer to your prey or whatever you're defending yourself with and then it also will cause it to mix better and then maybe that would be where it like it has a a critical amount of mixing and it's farther away and then you could have an explosion or something a shockwave it's because there's a lot of different mechanisms and and the cool thing about with mythology about a lot of these dragons is they're not all the same Uh, there i think it was like what black dragons in uh, D&D they are uh they spit like acid they have acid breath, there's poison breath, there's ice breath. And in the early, a lot of the earliest depictions of dragons in mythology, they aren't fire breathers. They ha- they're, they're poison breathers. They breathe out poison. So you can even go down that route too. And then still, hey, I'm going to blow this over by you. And, you know, depending on how fast it works, it can affect you. Because <laughs> that, that was the thing about, like, uh, was, like I was talking about with, I was doing watching a lot of videos about just snakes. And the cool thing about that, like the evolution of venom, we've had, they're just like these kind of cool, like random proteins that are just like constantly being mif- mixed up and everything else. And it's like very similar to saliva. It's just venomous saliva. That's what venom is. Yeah. So it evolved from yeah. the venom glands. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. All this stuff. And I was like, oh, you could do it like this and this. And then all we have to have is some kind of, a modification to make it like more aerosolized so it's not just a stream like uh the spitting cobra because that's what that one is it's just meh. two super squ- yeah. two super soakers on their in their mouths oh <laughs> nice. well i mean it's with the right combination like going back to my going back to my example of working in texas there would be times where there'd be where we'd hit air pockets when we were doing flowback and what came out was just aerosolized water and oil there would there would be nights where I'd go in, do my job, do some testing, and I would be coated in it. Ooh. Just absolutely like and I mean like head to toe coated. And it's just and especially when the wind's in the right direction, man, I couldn't even go out wearing glasses just because it would just get I'd have to put on I have to wear like some I actually have to I actually had to buy a pair of safety goggles that did go fully around for those days that we had to deal with the aerated. We had to deal with the aerosol of the oil and it was awful but it's i mean it's just i mean with enough air i i think with enough like of that air mixture and just the right levels i mean it's easy enough to create an aerosol that could be used yeah at least but got to keep them got to keep them chompers like real nice though yeah gonna keep eating yeah that's what yeah it's like it's because there was like some of these that they're talking about having like coatings on the teeth and yeah it's like that doesn't bode well for a species to have something that what? It, they would have to be something that you would have to be keeping keep applying. What if they had glands near their gums on the outside of the teeth? Well, yeah, that that would be the only way to probably do. It. That's why I was like having that the spur little things like in uh, rain of fire or even further up, like maybe it spits out the nose or something. I've never <laughs> seen for... Rain of Fire, so I didn't get that reference. Uh, okay, yeah, in Rain of Fire, uh, they had it that they had like these little glands at the the sides of their mouths, and like it would squirt the fluid out, and then it would mix in the air, like a couple, like a foot or two or three in front of them. Okay, and but yeah, also you could have it that you could have technically nothing's preventing a lot of these things moving around. Like you could have it that they how they breathe out was just they hold their breath in though and blows it out their nose kind of like how uh elephant could squirt 
but then it, they would also have a bad sense of smell. But also it shoots it out of the sinuses connect to its eyes. Yeah. To which also, um, so you know that old story about like if you see a baby bird falling from a nest, you're not supposed to pick it up and put it back in the nest yeah. because the mom won't accept it. Yeah. So why won't the mom accept it? Like what? What? Why were you told that? Because it. Well, from what we were told, it was always about the idea that your sm- your smell would rub off on the bird, mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't have the right smell, so the bird would be like, "Nope, screw you." And then... Yep. Uh, so that's also false. Yeah. Birds have a really bad sense of smell. Because why would they need a good sense of smell? They're up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that. So it was like, also I was like hmm. so Adventure Time lied to me. Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding oh. me? I don't. Think How can I be would... betrayed? I would say dragons would need better eyesight than they would have smell, though, also. Just yeah. because if they were, again, if they were flying, what would they need it for? They just need to know, be able to discern prey from everything else. Yeah. And why would they want to continually smell their own rotten egg smell? Yeah, exactly. Now, there could be a purpose for why you would want the smell, like, because it's also, it's an arboreal uh, terrestrial creature, because that's, uh, like, how they always would be established. Like, cause they, that's why they're, um, cause so if you're looking at like a, a Quetzalcoatl or Quetzal, yeah, the largest you, you dinosaur, right. <laughs> yeah. that thing, uh, it, it's really awkward on land. So the, the thing yeah. about like our wyvern slash dragon is that it would, it, they always generally are pretty good on land and in the air. So like they're, they might need a better sense of smell than a bird. Yeah. But they think they're so great. Yes. And also their eyes are probably really big, so that would also help with their being able to see. Um, which is, it was on a, um, because science episode, I just remember that, it was uh, referencing the Lord of the Rings when uh, Legolas was looking at all these things like way off in the distance. And it was just like, yeah, you could see all these details. It's like, no, you literally can't. Human eyes aren't, like humanoid eyes aren't, big enough to allow you to have seen that much information. I've seen somebody illustrate that where his eyes are huge and the pupils are dilated so much to be able to try and pick up that detail from that far away. Yeah, it's like, uh, have you ever seen a freaking uh, binoculars? Look at binoculars. The lenses aren't the same size as our eyes. Like, they can cheat a little bit with that, but you also can't have the close-up vision like we have. Oh, so, so you're saying that you want... So you're saying that I need to re-edit Lord of the Rings to include binoculars for Legolas. No, I want him to have giant mutant eyes. I'm not going to give him giant mutant eyes. To which, to which um, if you ever watched or played the, oh. or the, the Elder Scroll, Not Elder Scrolls. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the elves in them, they have big eyes. They look very uh, yeah. great great alien-esque eyes yeah so i was like that i can say that guy could probably see farther than a normal human Legolas, not so much i'm assuming he has a smaller head than me because i'm a bigger guy so i don't think he could also see as far (laughs) (laughs) on sizes you know what else skyrim had dragons Dragons. they don't have the forearms (laughs) yeah well they're they're the they're the dragon bjorn you're the dragon bjorn and you're here to born Stop the dragon. I always part in there when you like read like all the little side stuff between the the scenes, yeah, or the sections. And one of them was uh, because dragons use word of words of power. They're not actually fighting; they're just having a very violent discussion. Yeah, and I loved that. I was like, "That's a real cool th- way of thinking about it." <laughs> yeah. Well, and the I do appreciate though just the idea of the dragons having the like i do like the idea of the dragons because again not not i know this is not the video game podcast but it's gonna get there i don't i don't like i don't like oblivion because it's this idea of they talk about this threat of the gates of oblivion opening and it's time is of the essence but you can go out to this arena and fight these things or go join like a go join like a guild it's like but what about the gates of oblivion don't worry not till the not till you do the thing. Don't worry about it, bro. You not till you do this specific thing. You are des you are part of Destiny. So therefore you are this important person and Destiny is no. paying attention to you and you have to trigger all these things. If you never That's do the worst these part. things, you 
you you destroy the world. No, that's the worst part. It's not me. I'm just the guy going to pick up the destined guy to go pick up the destined guy. Because in like this whole thing, you're part of this. Like the whole game opens, Oblivion opens. You're in prison for reason. Don't know what. Doesn't matter. But the king is trying to escape because your cell has the only alternate escape route out of the castle because he's being hunted by these demons and he dies. Sounds like a perfect. While you're uh, while you're joining him on the escape attempt. So you have to go find the king's wayward heir so that he can stop the gates of oblivion. So yeah, you're just the you're just the delivery boy in that game. Mm. And nothing and but again, time is of the essence, but go do this other BS for yourself while you're at it. I am I'm not a fan of oblivion. At least with Skyrim it feels like, you know, deal with the dragons as you can. Yeah. But there's other stuff to deal with as well. Vampires. Oh yeah. Making building a Vampires. House. Werewolves. I was a werewolf. Reordering the, yeah. I never reordering the Brotherhood. Myself. Yep. Got to got to reorganize the Dark Brotherhood while you're at it. Just so many things to do. Start and or stop a civil war. Your choice. I don't know if I ever did. I was like, eh, I you guys deal with it yourself. Uh, you bunch of nerds. Uh, I I I, t- I took care of it. Although I probably shouldn't because I played a red guard, <laughs> and it's like everybody hates me as a, everyone hates you when you're a red guard. Yeah. That was my first character. It's too. weird. I I didn't. I was like, this is weird that basically everyone who's a Nord hates you when you're a Red Guard, and I'm like, why? I've done nothing. Racism. Yeah, basically. Yeah, th- that's it. Is just racism. Um, yeah. And also, uh, I was the master of the. I loved it because I also sucked at using magic, but I was still ahead of. I was the head of the academy. <laughs> just oh, like no. I don't use magic. I use my words and my fists way more than I use magic. <laughs> I suck at magic because I always forget about it. Not till I was halfway through did I finally figure out how to use the stupid soul stones. Yes, I was like, how does the stupid stone work? I don't even understand it. And then uh, halfway through, it finally, so, finally something explained it to me. I'm like, oh, so you're telling me I could have been doing this this whole time and truly been the master of magic? Nope. Yep. Nope. Screw you. You don't get to be the master of magic. Mm. Oh, anyway, though. Okay, now, now that that diatribe's over. Dragons. 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 Dragons they're real. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Dragons, they're real, but we killed them. Or they're hibernating. So the cool Who thing... gives a shit? <laughs> One of the two. Uh, cool thing is also that, you know, we could also talk about them just using methanol or ethanol, which would be basically very similar to the whole spark thing. Which, yeah. now that I think about it, uh, so, like, because you, there are a lot of things that can cause the production of this material. So, uh, you know, like fungi, the yeast can produce ethanol instead of sugars. So maybe they could have a little side pouch or something like, or the gizzard part, an extra organ just to store that. Like, even if it, it can't have a high, high amount of pressure, uh, you can have the pressure from them, like you having a muscle contraction, that's squirting it up. And I was thinking about this one, too. Um... So rather than you can also have it, that you don't have it in your mouth. The the sparking mechanism, you would have it on in the hands, or something like that, where it's mm. the claws at the end or the tips at the ends of the wings. Again, it's like you're blowing that out and you're like trying to hit your the ends of your fingertips, and maybe they have something that could start a spark. And then also it would be more of a explosion part too, but still, uh, it's farther away from you because of you know, wings are really, really long um, for very good reasons. And I was like, oh, that that could work, too. Just bang! Yeah. And then scare a bunch of woodland creatures. Oh, oh that makes me think. So there's been evidence of hawks doing this. Like, okay. in, they're called firehawks, and they're in Australia. So what they do is uh, they will find, like, a branch that's on fire in one area and start another fire in another area. Australia's got the weirdest animals, man. Yeah. And soon Wisconsin will have the weirdest animals once we start bringing in kangaroos. Yeah. Oh, here's something. Because, like, if you have requirement, like, if they're producing, like, methane or something like that. So, like, cows, goats, giraffes, deer, they all kind of have that in their digestive process that they're going to release some methane because of the bacteria in their gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would also mean that uh, dragons can't be uh, carnivores. Because they would have ah. to eat a bunch of uh, 
fibrous material to feed the bacteria in their stomachs. Now, in that case, would something like say, because in a certain book series that I read, they don't, they're not dragons. They're just, they're like, they're like giant lizards that they call Dracus. They basically like knock down trees and eat the entirety of the tree, starting at the tops and working their way to the roots. Yeah, that would work. But uh, depending on the size of the dragon, uh, I would think that would cause a lot of more issues because even if they're not digesting it, they still have that's a lot of energy and everything for them to eat it. So therefore, they're not and they're not really getting anything out of it except for the methane that they can produce. So like that's probably not as cost effective because that's another big thing about it is like bang for your buck. So then, like, how do you actually uh, affect your weight and everything else? Because you just ate a tree and you don't have room then for food that you need to eat now. So that's where the whole issue of, like, storage of the gas comes in. Because, uh, like, well, you just ate a whole tree that produces a lot of gas, but you're just burping and farting that up then. Well, could you, I mean, could there be a balance struck at some oh, point? Yeah, like, there probably is a balance, but I'm just saying, like, it couldn't be, like, the, yeah, they ate the whole tree, unless the thing's, like, this giant, giant oh, thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be the whole tree, I'm just saying what there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I would think that it would have to be, like, a, you're just, like, they're taking bites out of trees, or, yeah. or other grasses. Hey, don't, don't take it up with me, take it up with Pat. Like, job, I'm Pat. gonna say yeah. Pat, Pat Rothfuss is the one who wrote it, not me. Uh, I was just rereading this stuff, and uh, um, this was from um, Anne Marie's Helmenstein uh, PhD, uh, the article that she was reading, wrote, and it was, Dragons could store the necessary chemicals until it's time to use them, forcefully expel them and ignite them ignite them either chemically or mechanically mechanical ignition can be as simple as generating sparks from crushing uh together piezoelectrical electric crystals piezoelectric materials uh like flammable chemicals already exist in animals including teeth enamel uh dentine dry bones and tendons so it's like, oh, that's a good actual good purpose for like a lot of uh, like eating something whole. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's neat. Uh, so yeah, fire see? breathing is certainly possible. It hasn't been observed, but that doesn't mean no species has ever developed the ability. However, um, it's just as likely an organism to shoot fire uh, might do so from the anus or specialized structure in the mouth. Yeah, burning uh, fire. But, um, uh, so, like, I was talking about with, like, the evolution of, like, venoms and stuff like that and the whole spitting cobra thing. I wanted to circle back on that one, uh, because it was kind of cool, because I was looking, because in one of the articles that I was reading and they are talking about this in the video about spitting cobras was, like, so, is a king cobra a cobra? Mm. No, the answer Am is no. Am I supposed no. to know this? <laughs> no, the answer is no. A king cobra is actually not a cobra. It's not a All I know is cobra. I don't trust... All I know is this. I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes at all. Yeah. I try to avoid them. They can have their, they can live their lives over there and I can live my life over here and we don't have to meet. And that's perfectly fine by me. Yeah. But it, it just goes with like the, how, why I actually really enjoy biology and everything else is because of just, there are so many things that it's like, well, we hope these things are true and they are connected, everything else, but we can, I can't know. Because a huge chunk of the material of information, material that we need for this information, is dead. Aww. They don't exist anymore. We don't have the combining species for all these things because they died a million years ago. And their bodies decayed, and there's no DNA for us to compare. So all we can do is guesstimate and hope we're right? So <laughs> what you're trying to say is that Jurassic Park is lying to us. Oh, 100%. Uh, they even talk about oh. that. They even talk about it in Jurassic World. Thanks for killing. Thanks for killing the dream dream killer. They did it in the movie. They actually talk about it. Yeah. They talk about when they're Michael... talking about the Indominus Rex. They're like, these aren't what dinosaurs look like. These are what we think dinosaurs look like. And we've already known this and we've known this for decades now that we literally can't clone a dinosaur. 
every time I see an article about a perfectly preserved dinosaur specimen, and then I see comments underneath it, they're like, put it back! We've seen five movies about how this is a bad idea! Blah, blah, blah. I was like, literally, we can't do that. Yeah. We can't clone a dinosaur. We can't probably even clone a mammoth. We can possibly recreate a mammoth from Asian mammoth, de um, ancient, not ancient, Asian elephant DNA, because those are the closest relatives, and we can reactivate some of the D DNA in there, but that's about it. We can't actually clone anything with it. Well, tell them to get going on that. Chop, chop. Come on. It's hard. Get on it. And also, then you also have a bunch of people with like, oh, there's ethical issues. We can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Damn ethics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do we even have to have them? Oh, uh, because of Nazis. Oh. They well, ruined everything. So, so, wait. I'm not... So you're telling me that we got we to gotta invoke Godard's law for this one? Uh, yeah. Always goes back to the Nazis? Uh, no, actually. It, well, it actually started way before them. But uh, the Nazis really were public with all the really horrible things that they did. Uh, but even though we've still done unethical um, experiments. Let's yeah. burn down dragons. Burn it down. <laughs> okay, so... So we got about we got about twenty minutes left on this. So what else basically, really, uh, because yeah, we're only dealing. So that was I just end with this is I'm not gonna say this is the mechanism that it should be. And this is the only way it could be because, like I said before, it's like in dragon lore, there are multiple ways of doing it. Like if you can find something better, awesome. And like if you if if we ever have listeners, if you guys yeah do find stuff or have anything i want to know and i want i like find me documentation just don't like just make something up like i basically am because yeah it, it that's doesn't our job that's our job yeah. darn it we're the ones making stuff up as we go along i want to know what you guys would think what would be the best way to like actually be able to breathe fire and also actually be able to breathe ice so let's see if you can figure if anybody can figure that one out because i've well, I don't know idea. Yeah. I'm like somehow produce the icy hot, not icy hot, the like the ice packs, like how they yeah. kind of instantly freeze, like that, uh, an endothermic reaction that just all the heat. But yeah. once again, I think they would have to be like you spray it onto a person, and then it happens, and then they go, ah. yeah. But so I mean, with the idea though of like, would you rather if like let's say you could build your you know let's say you could build your creature yeah what would you rather have would you rather have it be like a chemical reaction or would you rather have it be a mechanical reaction to create this to create the flame uh i think it would be most cost effective in the in the ways of like because that's how everything works in biology too is like being cost effective so it just you yeah. you Oh, this is something that also I was thinking about too. Um, brings back to comic books too. Um, so uh, the Tobey Maguire Superman, when he had the organic webs, yeah, it, yeah. like the problem with that is yep. the amount of material that he has to produce. Think about like how yeah. how tiny spider thread is, and like yeah. it can produce a lot of it, but it doesn't do it all at once. It's slowly producing this material. And also, it's like mm -hmm. it's like it's it's a bunch of stuff inside the body. And it's all kind of weird. Uh, then it's all stretchy yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm like, it's very different than like the webbings on his wrists, because it's like mm -hmm. that's a how you he can't be infinite amount of doing this. Like it has to be like, <clears throat> oh, I'm done. Yeah. Unless he had like a big jug in his forearm. Yeah. He'd have he'd like, have Popeye. He'd have he'd have, yeah. have bigger than Popeye forearm. Basically. And uh, so it'd have to be the same thing with dragons and they're like being able to breathe fire. It's like, yeah, you can breathe fire, but like there's a, there is a severe limit to how much you can breathe out at one time or for a long time because bodies are, you know, finite in space unless we had, unless they somehow developed extra dimensional pockets. Let's, that ain't let's gonna happen at least <laughs> let's try, yeah let's try and keep it somewhat in like the idea of reality if we're gonna do this exactly what they couldn't have had a advanced civilization where the scientists discovered the way to connect their bodies to an interdimensional 
storage facility? No. Now you're, no, they can't. Now you're sounding like me last episode. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a, and that's the saddest thing about a lot of these things that we're going to now analyze. It's just like there literally is no I, like ability for some of the stuff. Like just for space saving purposes or like because so eventually I'm probably going to draw what this thing will look like. And it's not going to be as it's it can be elegant. But it's not going to be as fearsome in many aspects of like seeing this big giant monster with giant scales and giant horns and all this other stuff. Because it's like, no, because then he can't fly. You can't have infinite amount of gas because uh, for flames and stuff, then they can't fly. Even if you you say, well, like the whole uh, thing of like, oh, they're producing hydrogen and everything else. Do you know how much hydrogen it would take? to uh actually do like a long spray and then that means that it's also compressed in the body so it's a liquid which is heavy so therefore you can't fly yeah (laughs) because otherwise unless you have like oh it's a or like uh the flight of dragons where they're kind of balloon shaped like that's what you will get is this weird looking goofy creature that isn't all that intimidating and all that fast yeah yeah that's true, yeah. but the um. So I mean, would it I make love the fact more that, like, sense at then... the end? At the end of all this, this is when it's all like really spewing out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like at least based off of what, like, let's say we end up with essentially a werevin. Yeah, you know, we're gonna end up. Yeah. That's... So we're essentially trying to end up with we're gonna end up with a werevin. Would it make more sense than to do something that would be a more mechanical process? Like it would just naturally like expel like a gas or something that it could then or would that be the more conservative would that be the more more like economical approach yeah that's the economical approach and like it only has one gas and then it sparks it yes Yes, that that probably would be the best because eh, no maybe not it depends because i would have to look at like the actual compression rates and all this other stuff for some of these other chemicals because it was like if just the two chemicals they kind of mix together and then blow uh, up then there's a bunch of other com- components but then also I mean, yeah that was... so we can say maybe we don't want to have it breathe fire maybe it does just or goes the route of the spitting cobra and spits venom yeah or acid or something so so kind Which of going kind of... with a more yeah so kind of go with a more of the old school super traditional like super super duper like original kind of concept of dragon yeah. like the poison spitter yeah toxic breath yeah but then also the only problem with that one is uh it's probably still it's not like it's going to be really immune at all levels depending on like how the poison is uh developed and what it is and because i'm like you can have like antibodies for uh like venoms and stuff like that hence like how we have anti-venoms um but like there's a a limit to that and so i know that but or or they just don't breathe fire and they just don't have anything like that. And they just are giant flying lizards that eat people. Okay. This is one that I've ooh, thought ooh, of. Or, 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 or they get a stick and they just rub two, their hands together. Yeah. And they start a fire that way. Stick, stick, That's stick, why stick. they need, that's why they need uh, trees that ah. have in them. They just <laughs> carry it around with them. Okay. I know we've had this. I know we've brought this up before on this. What about acid spit? Yeah, acid spit. So, um, so here's the thing that I didn't like. I never really thought about. So, you know the uh, acidic table and like acid based table. So, what does that yeah. table go to? You uh, like what do you remember? It goes up to I believe it doesn't it go up to like doesn't it go up to like twelve? I thought or fourteen. Yeah. I don't remember. I think maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, one to seven is acid. Uh, seven yeah. to fourteen is base. So. Yeah. You th- so is one the most powerful acid there is? Probably not. You're right. I think it's like uh to the negative twenty third power. Yeah, is the strong like one of the strongest acids, and basically that acid is like the acid from um Alien. Ah, yeah, nice. it's uh that one is um a fluoritic acid. Okay, and it's like scary powerful. It's like one of the most uh, I watched this uh, online video once and it was like the 10 scariest uh, substances known to man or the most po- mm-hmm. 
stomach known to man because that one was one of them. It's like the most powerful acid. It's like to the third power, and I was just like, yeah. And since how po- I like you know how it is, that's a, that's an exponent curve. So well, I, I guess yeah, like that the going down. Uh, so it's just like because so one, one that's an order of magnitude. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like I know I was talking to someone about. I cannot remember, but I know I was talking to someone about hydro. We were doing some. We were talking about doing something and using hydro, like the idea of hydrofluoric acid, and I don't remember who it was. But that shit mm-hmm. is, yeah, that shit is dangerous. Yes, it is. Like I said, that's basically what they they like, is the acid in the alien for the alien blood. Yeah, and the only problem with that is we couldn't do it that way because of uh, good, but it would have to be like basically. Um, they would have to have like Teflon coated mm-hmm. veins, something so they could spit it out because, yeah. and it would actually have to be based life form. And they yeah. had to talk about for the alien, like that's the only way that it would have could be that way. So I think I don't with the dragon yeah. just because of the plain and simple that we're not silicon based, and most things on the planet aren't yeah. silicon based. That's yeah. not uh carbon based, that's alive because you know, rock, te- yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, see now you're making. See now I'm thinking about the movie Evolution. Yeah, Evolution is one well, that's also a really interesting game too, or game, uh, yeah. movie too, because of all this other stuff. And they get like a lot of the notions right, uh, but yeah. they, you know, the one with the idea of how they're approaching it is so they have it that everything it just evolves real fast. You know what also yeah. uh, mutates and evolves real fast? Cancer, Cancer. cells. Yeah. If you have nothing like. They can't evolve that fast because that's basically what cancer is. So all those things probably yeah. would die real quick too. Now, if it was, yeah, because like small cells, they can evolve fast because they also have a yeah. very short life expectancy. And by fast, I mean you can have several generations in like a week. And like I think it was like in the last two thousand years, what was it? It was like it's only like forty generations or four hundred generations. One of the two one of the I can't remember. For like how everything was like the beginning of us writing shit down. It's only been like yeah. that many generations. And you just go, Wow. Holy crap. That's right. That's not that many. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they can evolve faster because they uh have a way shorter life expectancy. So like in Oh, this is actually a really cool thing. It was on Cracked. They talked about this is years ago before they fired all like a lot of their good writers. Um, on After Hours, they talked about this of uh, the problem with like Jurassic Park. It, one of the problems yeah. is so in there they talk about how they've had this technology to clone things and everything starting in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. That would mean that they would have to have been cloning these things since the seventies. Because that's how life works. Things grow. Yeah. Now, if you said something like, oh, they just sped up their uh, development time, basically like uh, in Attack of the Clones, how they had like, yeah, they can develop into an adult in 10 years. It's like, yeah, but that also means that their metabolism. Their life cycle would be. Yeah. Also means that means they would have to eat twice as much food. Yeah. And also that would mean they shit twice as much. Well, then Ellie Sattler would have enough droppings to be able to identify what's making the making the Triceratops sick. Exactly. I don't see a problem with this. The problem that is... That explains that huge pile. Yeah, yeah, except that whole huge pile was from an entire herd. That would basically yeah. mean that it was one of them. And you would run out of space on a tiny island. I, now you I, just spread yeah. it out like like we do on our fields. Yeah. You and get then a special it, machine that shits it out. Yeah. And then you give them diseases because that's how you get diseases. Just remember, John Hammond spared no expense for the last 30 years before he gets there. Also, that's, no, he that's didn't. How, if he didn't, that's how he if he didn't spare any how, expense, then how why is Nedry uh, complaining about not getting enough money? Because also, he's the only guy. Why wouldn't you have an entire I team? I agree with you on that one. I do feel like Nedry wouldn't have. I, I feel like if Nedry was doing well. But maybe he's that person. As Bender once said, it's not about the money. Although I could use a little more. No, what it is is how he can spare no expense is it's all purely on the fertilizer industry. He was selling the dinos poop. 
That's how he made the money for the. I thought I thought he made his money in flea circuses. That's how he started. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, that yeah, no, that, that's the only way he that much money to be like I'm sparing no expense. It's like, well, good because yeah, you would need a lot of manure to sell around the world. To have it, but it has to be really good and. I don't know also these things can't survive properly because of all the gut bacteria they don't have yeah the lysine deficiency yeah yeah it's look i love i love the again i love them science fiction is fun because science fiction is fun because we get to do this shit that we can't get away with yes uh so okay i will try to uh, I'll try i will establish hopefully what we should be talking about next time uh okay. basically it's going to be talking about metabolism and if cold-blooded versus warm-blooded what it would probably be and then also um talk about their diet and hoarding yay because that would that's something i have some ideas about that could be cool okay excellent well i'm all for nice Mm -hmm. a real creature feature is created by matt kuklinski starring matt kuklinski michael seaman and dean snow any questions comments artwork or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com you can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our instagram at a real creature feature some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous if you like the podcast please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you it really helps us out Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together.